ever wonder what it's like to live nearly a century? What does it take to survive? I'm Marga Ortigas. Join us as we talk about that on this episode. There's things that stick in your mind, those snippets, and sometimes all whole passages of the episodes. Nearly a century old, journalist Gabi Tabunyar cuts an imposing figure. At 92, he remains a common sight in press circles in the Philippines, chairman emeritus of the country's Foreign Correspondents Association. Tall, lanky, and always impeccably dressed, Tabunyar would stand out in any gathering. His striking silver hair is neatly combed and crowns dark, chiseled features, which give him a regal countenance that sets him apart. Respected and well-spoken, he still moderates media events with an uncommon grace and elegance that are reminders of a different, more genteel time. Yeah, to be a man, it doesn't need to be, you know, to be you know, the macho man, no. Man means that you have character inside to be able to say no. Because that was my father's main teaching to me. Character is the basis of all virtues, he said. You talk about kindness, generosity, all those virtues. It all comes out of character. You have to have that character. But really, character is the main driver of a man, whether good or for bad. Gabby says his own character was forged during World War II. He was still in school. It was the 1940s and the Philippines was under Japanese occupation. We were young. I didn't know what to do. There was, uh, and then somebody invited me. Why don't we, do you join us? What are we going to do? We go find the Japanese. Okay, sure. I was 15, I was 16. You think, at that age, you think you're immortal, you know? <laughs> So we went to the mountains, and uh, we did mostly intelligence work. We uh, spied on the Japanese in that area. The guerrilla group he joined also started him off on his path into communications work. Every now and then I used to, they used to send me as a courier, and uh, I just, just walked across country. I, I, I never knew what the message was, because uh, I didn't, uh, they said, do not, do not read it. Because uh, if you get caught... Fortunately, Gabby never got caught. He survived the war up in the mountains south of Manila with the guerrillas. When he returned to the capital city, it had been devastated beyond recognition. Because of the shelling by the Americans. And they were shelling the Japanese. They didn't know where they... Because the Japanese were using... The Japanese were in Malate and in Tramuros using the... Filipinos uh, uh, as shields. And it was a time that uh, out of the ordinary, wartime. So the decisions you made, the people that you mingled with were older than you. Not, uh, not these uh, bright-eyed young people like me. But then. Manila is being freed after three years of bondage. Fast forward after the war. There he was. I got a job at the, the United States Army. Always brought with them a propaganda unit, printing press, radio station, uh, the works. Wherever they, for, where, wherever they went. The Philippines, they had a big, uh, big operation. 
they brought the entire and these people that were manning it like for example the radio these were people that were executives from from radio stations in the United States and they were in uniform because they enlisted in the uh, army and uh, when they got their saw their background you come and uh, that's how they were recruited into the into the um, press and uh, radio units of the armed forces i got friends and uh, they told me why don't you join they they have a radio unit here i never was in radio i said so no you can you, you have a good voice and all that thing so i enlisted as an announcer there it began there an election less than a month from now in the Philippines, and the candidates have some more unusual backgrounds. Gabby Tabinar has the story from Manila. It will be election time again next month, a political exercise which promises to be as heated as previous Philippine elections. Some of those who are running... After radio came television. By that time, Gabby had joined the private sector, becoming media director at an American pharmaceutical company. He was married and raising a young family. But CBS News in the U.S. took him on as their stringer in Manila. And I saw how technology really worked so fast, so fast that uh, it really outstripped not only the imagination of people here, especially here, but even experts that were forecasting that this and this and that will come in five or ten years. The uh, broadcast to the, for example, my, my area, the instant broadcast uh, to the United States. At the instant that it was humming, uh, that it was uh, happening, uh, people in the United States were already listening to what was happening. The years of reporting and following news events often left him disappointed in people. At first, you're just a newsman, just uh, reporting, reporting. But then, when you become older at that job, it taught me that man is still conflated with that egoistic, uh, selfish, one-sided direction that humans always uh, take to. I'm not trying to justify, but um, this is what I saw. And uh, it involved government people, and people that you think that uh, were sterling in character, but uh, they had flaws. There were more good people that I met during the war. Uh, Somehow conflict, conflict brings out the best in people, Uh, somehow. I'm sorry to say, but it's if conflict brings out, that's the only time that the, in disasters and conflicts are the best in men and people come out. Then when everything is peaceful, normal, then you see everything uh, come out as it is. Uh, people come out of the shadows, and then their character come out of the of that facade, of that uh, your uh, the prism that you see people from changes, you know, changes, and uh, according to the uh, according to the circumstances. Through it all, Gabby discovered that what's most important has nothing to do with career achievements or rewards. The time that I met my wife is very clear to me. His wife, Maitoni, the love of his life. They met during the war. 
We finished 60 years and 10 months before she passed away. We fought a lot, but we were happy. We laughed a lot. That's why, to me, uh, happiness in marriage is not one uninterrupted joy. Never. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. In fact, the formula for a, for a, happy, for a happy marriage and a happy life is something that there has to be some some failures in in the relationship there has to be some glitches here and you have to repair those because in doing that in getting together again you 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 make yourself a better man and they she makes herself a better woman and in that both of you grow and in our 50th uh, anniversary our golden that was the apex of our <laughs> of our struggles but we we were happy we were happy we didn't have what we wanted but we were happy because we accepted that uh, we didn't have the best of everything but we made the best of everything for gabby his marriage was the crux around which everything else revolved you know sometimes when you live that that life you take it for granted that this is this is the way it is. You accept, but uh, you have your tribulations. Uh, you have your joyful moments. That uh, you know, uh, I thought that we would live forever. She, she and I. And uh, when she passed away, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I, I sat down in the foot of the bed. I came from the hospital. I said, wordlessly, I. I was wondering, I didn't cry, huh? I, of course, I was tearing up, but I didn't cry. But I, inside me, I was, uh, I was devastated. I wanted to. My heart was was wailing and crying. But I, I was lost. Really, I was lost. What will happen? What do? What will I do? What will I do? What will happen to me when everything is? When everything is uh, falling, when everything is, uh, you think, lost, whenever you l l lose uh, uh, your wife or somebody, I wasn't thinking about that before. The one thing that you not lose, that you should not lose, is your determination and your will, your will to live. Which he eventually found again. Gabby took a long, hard look around him and was stunned by what he saw. Globally, what's happening now is uh, unbelievable. But it was technology and, uh, and the cupidity of man all combined huh, to make this world what it is now. It is because uh, we seem to overwhelmed by, you know, the times and the, uh, we are succumbing to the world uh, but we should we should accept them, but take them in stride. We've been seduced by uh, yeah the, the the word is good the superficiality of things, and uh, I think that and after all is said and done, we should bring it down to the essentials. It all comes down to people, and from people it all comes down to character, the goodness the decency, the compassion of man. It starts with the family, the cohesiveness of family. It starts from there. 
In 92 years, Gabi Tabunyar has lived through many changes. He survived a war, raised a family, been unemployed, lost not only his wife, but a son. It's been a life of ups and downs. I have wondered that for a long time. I have a lot of questions about religion. In fact, I don't go to church anymore because of those questions. And his search for answers isn't over. He's lived almost an entire century, but Gabi Tabunyar is a long way from slowing down. I never got to that point when I was uh, frustrated or uh, there's nothing more like a character builder than disappointments and failures. You, I think somebody needs disappointments and failures in life in order to make him or sell himself or herself a better person. Uh, you think that I'm 92 and I've seen everything, done everything, and I'm contented? No. I'm still trying to be a better person than I am now. You, ne- you, never, you, never, you never stop. You never stop. When you live that all your life, you have a responsibility to yourself. You, have a, you, 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 owe, you owe it to yourself to continue being this, of what you were, what you wanted to become. Not a great man, but a good man, a decent man. That's all. Can you picture yourself at 100? What does a good life look like to you? Do write us and share your thoughts. I'm Marga Ortigas. Thank you, and check back in with us soon.